Welcome to Guarding Your Nest Egg Podcast. Mike, it's been a weird time for talk radio. I mean, <laughs> losing the king of talk radio. Things yes. are not going to be the same <clears throat> without Rush. No, I mean, I'm a fan. I think you're a fan, Kristen. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not a fan, you just got to take a look at what he did. Nobody's ever done it before. Tons of careers, right, were launched off of oh, uh, yeah. essentially the, the platform that he created. And not just a great entertainer, but the way he formatted everything and just look at all the people that have had great careers based off what he did. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just hard to imagine. I mean, the shoes can't be filled. Oh, no. Uh, That's impossible. But um, I'm interested to see who they do put in those shoes, though, because you and I would not be doing this radio show with the success that we do if it were not for Rush. I mean, it has affected so many people. Absolutely. Over the years, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, he got a start in the Sacramento market and that over the years just turned into obviously nationwide and the biggest conservative talk radio show Mm -hmm. of of all time. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. So, you know, he had several people that um, filled in for him over time. Yeah. Uh, A lot of them were really, really great. So I imagine that'll it'll be one of them that Mm -hmm. uh, that takes takes over. But uh, it won't be the same, Kristen, not not even close. And I think whoever takes over would admit that. I wouldn't want to take over. I can tell you that. Tough shoes to fill. They can't be. Even former President Trump called him a legend when remembering his friend recently on Fox News. And he talked about his decision to award Rush the Presidential Medal of Freedom during last year's State of the Union address. Well, it was an idea that we had that a lot of people suggested to me, frankly, a lot of great uh, people of our country, largely Republicans. It was an amazing night because the Republicans went wild and the Democrats sat there, but they all respected Rush. Now, Rush was open about his battle with lung cancer, but he said in mm-hmm. his final months that religion really helped him cope with the uncertainty. Well, yeah, Kristen, I literally had a meeting with a client the day that they announced that Rush had passed away. And in this case, it was a phone call with uh, Rose and her husband. And honestly, we we called to check in just to just to prep for the phone call, and and Rose had to had to compose herself. She said, "Hey, mm. could you just give me ten minutes?" Um, she had heard the news there that day, and and she was literally in tears. So, mm. you know, obviously knowing that she had been in tears, I didn't bring it up a whole lot in our meeting or our conversation, but just sat there and had a very very nice conversation. And I mean, look at that. I mean, just the impact, just her mm-hmm. hearing that he had passed. And again, it's not like. Um, Rose didn't realize that he was sick. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody knew that, but just hearing the news had that impact on her. Yeah, I remember and a my lot of people. Father used to have in his office, "Rush is right," and if my blood bleeds, rush and things like that. I mean, <laughs> such an iconic figure. on loan from God. That's yes. right, talent on loan from God. We could only be so lucky to have the type of talent he does. But Mike, your talent has always been helping people with their financial life when they're near retirement or already there, and that involves the stock market and paying attention to Wall Street market mania in full effect. And according to Wall Street forecaster Jim Bianco, he tells CNBC. So the great thing about a mania is you make a lot of money fast. The hard thing about a mania is getting out with that money. Fast money. Yeah, that's great. But he makes a good point. Do most of us know how and when to get out? Or is that really more of a market nerd thing that you follow? 
Well, it's a little bit market nerdy. There's a lot that goes into it. So first of all, there's, there's a timing aspect. Nobody's going to know exactly when to get in, when to get out. If anybody tells you, Kristen, they can time the market, you know they're full of it, mm. right? That's all there is to it. So we, we can't time markets. I don't profess to be able to time markets. Nobody should profess to time markets. But what we can do is be smarter about investing. And so we can take a look at numbers. We can take a look at uh, statistics. And we can say, hey, listen, the probability of something doing well at a certain time is high or the probability of something doing poorly at a certain time is low. Right now, if we took a look at markets, we'd say they're overbought. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. all there is to it. But once markets are overbought, does that mean they're going to crash or something? Uh, Not necessarily right now. We have to take a look at, uh, well, what's the alternative to investing in the, the stock market at this point in time? Well, the alternatives aren't very good. Real estate's overpriced. Uh, bonds aren't a good mm-hmm. option because of uh, the Fed and interest rates. Interest rates are really, really low. Fixed rate options aren't very good. So you, you take a look at all of those components and you say, well, where is the best place to put money right now in the short term? I believe probably in the market. And But the problem is we've been talking about that for a long time, Kristen. Unfortunately, right. we've been right over the time we've been talking about it. But that just means we're looking at the numbers and we're looking at the statistics and we're looking at the probabilities of what's likely to happen. That will change, Kristen. Our forecast will change, even on this radio show, Mm -hmm. as we talk to people about what we think is going to happen. But that doesn't mean we know exactly what's going to happen. The other point or the other issue that people are dealing with when it comes to timing is taxes. So there are a lot of people here in 2020 worrying about taxes, excuse me, in 2021. Kristen, it's already 2021. (laughs) I know. I wrote it down wrong the other day. I've done it a couple of times. Here we are in 2021 worried about taxes next year because some of the things that President Biden's been talking about. Mm -hmm. And people are going, well, do I sell in 2021, take advantage of tax rates now? Uh, because I believe they're going to be higher in 2022, and they probably will be. That's a conversation you should be having with your financial advisor. And if you don't have a financial advisor, have that question. Another issue is, is it in an IRA or is it in an account like an individual account or a, a joint account or a trust account? Because if it's in an IRA or a 401k, you're a little bit worried about what's going to happen in markets down the road. Mm-hmm. You can get out of those positions. There's no tax consequence. I was talking to a very nice lady and her daughter. She listens to the radio program weekly, so she'll she'll know who she is um, <laughs> as I'm talking about this. I hope it's but something she, good. <laughs> it, it, no, it's great. Uh, but, but she's been very, very fortunate. We all know of the company Apple, so mm-hmm. uh, she's done very, very well in that position. And it turns out that there's a large capital gain there, but it's not in an IRA. It's in an, uh, basically an individual account. So when you have a large gain in an investment and you're sitting here staring at it going, well, Apple's doing very good right now. I know I could sell it. Uh, I know I've got a lot of profits, but I'm going to pay tax on that, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to pay a lot of taxes in it. So the question becomes, well, do I just hold on to it uh, because over a long enough period of time, you know, 20 years from now, if I pass away, my beneficiaries get that with a step up in basis. But mm-hmm. Biden's talking about getting away from or doing away with the step up in basis. So there's a lot to think about when it comes to investing and taxes and strategies. And the conversation I was just having with her and her daughter was, well, we just want to know what our options are. That's all we want to know. I, you know, we, we, we probably wouldn't sell it because we have so much in gains. But before we make the decision not to sell and just wait for a step up in basis that might not exist 20, 30 years down the road, what are our options now? So literally, we're going to walk them through that process, have that conversation later after we do the analysis. And that's really, I think for me, what it's all about is just helping people be informed, understand their options and help them make informed decisions. 
So, Mike, when you're talking about things like Apple, it reminds me about the headline I saw, I think it was on CNN Business, that Bitcoin's market value topped $1 trillion. And that puts them into kind of a big club. It does. A, a more volatile club of investing. True. But yeah, they're in a, they're in a club now, And it's for sure. worth about $225 billion more than Tesla, last I read. I mean, that is massive. And this is this whole cryptocurrency thing. Have people been calling you about this? Yeah, I certainly have been getting phone calls because it's in the news so often. I mean, it's similar to, but dissimilar from uh, GameStop here yeah. a while ago. You know, when, when things are in the news, Kristen, certainly we get phone calls and, and people just want to know, what about that? So I think probably the biggest call or concern that we get with regards to uh, Bitcoin is, you know, should I be involved in that? I keep mm-hmm. hearing about it. It's going up and up and up and up and up. And I think the biggest thing that I could tell our investors, our investors are pretty much individuals that are either retired or very close to it. You know, it's not our job to be a stock picker. I'm not sitting in a room, you know, a boiler room, you know, so to speak, with a mm-hmm. hundred other advisors with two phones in front of me, just calling up somebody with the hottest stock tip of the week or, you know, buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. Right. What we're doing is we're, we're managing portfolios for the long term for individuals. And I really can't tell you or anybody else where Bitcoin is likely to be uh, a month from now, a week from now, a year from now. There's just no way to know. I mean, what I suspect is that it's going to get so big that the government comes in, Mm -hmm. starts to regulate it. Because that's the appeal right now is it's not regulated. Exactly. As I understand it. Yeah. So what I suspect is governments around the world, I don't think are going to just allow a currency to get too big and allow Mm -hmm. it to go unregulated. They come in, they regulate it. And uh, I personally would not be wanting to hold shares of Bitcoin when that day happens because I I think it's going to be a bad day. So, you know, I'd say to you and anybody else who asks about Bitcoin, I'd say, you know, listen, uh, enter at your own risk. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of volatility. I don't think you want to be holding on to it um, just indefinitely. You need to have a mindset that, you know, I, I know when I want to get in. I know when I want to get out. And I know there's a lot of risk associated with it. So it's it's almost like playing the lottery to mm-hmm. me. Very risky. Chances of doing extremely well. I have no idea, Kristen. But we forecast things that are predictable. You know, mm-hmm. We forecast things that we can do analysis on. We forecast things that are likely to do well for our clients. And so we have actively managed portfolios utilizing math and science and statistics. If the probability is things are going to do well, we're going to be more aggressively invested. If the probability is things are going to do poorly, we're going to get a lot more conservatively invested. Our clients are typically retired, like I said, or close to it. So they're not trying to swing for the fence at this point. They just want a stable average rate of return they can rely on. They want the highest rate of return they can get. They're just not willing to take a lot of risk. What I'm hearing is that if you're over 50 and you have a 401k, don't get distracted by these shiny, catchy headlines. Stay focused. That doesn't mean hang in there. That means have a true financial plan that accounts for the what ifs in life and also does pay attention to things like this, but not focus on them. Connect anytime at guardingyournestegg.com. You know, life has become a little more complicated and expensive since the 50s and 60s. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star, the biggest, bright Texas coal star. And commercials have changed a lot. A lot. I kind of miss that type of advertising. It was very personal. I don't know what that would be. I want to say a quartet or something, but you you Mm -hmm. just don't see that anymore. You don't. You also don't see gas prices at a reasonable rate anymore, too. This is where I'm going on this whole inflation thing, because the price of a gallon of regular unleaded has climbed to a national average, last I looked, of $2.58. Again, it's different 
in specific locations. That's a national average. Sure. Yeah. And the folks at Gas Buddy say that in the next couple of weeks, the average could reach $2.65 to $2.75. So my Thank question... Thank you, Joe Biden. I should say okay. President Joe Biden. This is what I was going to say. Is this an yeah. example of inflation that you talk about, or is there more to it? And it sounds like there's more to it. Well, I, I think inflation is going to be an issue, but this is really too short of a term. I think this is in reaction to things like the Keystone Pipeline and reaction to the, the current administration's policy when it comes to fuel Mm-hmm. and the whole green energy thing. So if you do the math, it's a knee-jerk reaction to some of the changes that are happening. It's a little bit early. Typically, we see fuel prices peak uh, in the summer because people are doing more traveling. Yeah. But here they are uh, peaking a little earlier, I think, for those reasons. And if sort of these restrictions or you know shutdowns when it comes to pipelines and stuff, if it remains, I don't think that uh, you know 275 is, is really too far away. I mean, you get to the summer... It wasn't that long ago. I mean, gas prices were, I don't know if you remember this, but you know, two, about, about $4 a gallon. Yeah. And that's within yeah. the past, I think, six years. I don't remember exactly when that was. I just remember um, what I remember was filling up the boat. And that was expensive. <laughs> oh, boy, do you burn up gas in the boat? <laughs> you burn yes. up, yeah. So, but, Which, but by just, the way, can we address one thing on boat etiquette? If someone invites yeah. you out on the boat, you throw in on gas. Why are people forgetting that? Because you burn uh, up a lot, right? Weird. Yeah, yeah, I've had, I've had that happen. But, but anyway. Um, and I think most people realize this, but if your friend has a boat and, mm-hmm. and they invite you out on it, you cover gas, they cover the boat. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. So anyway, just a little PSA. If you get invited out on the boat, at least throw in on it, if not take care of it. Anyway, you noticed it with gas prices in the boat is when this hit home for you. you you've got all this stuff. And so, you know, I, but certainly I think inflation is more of a long-term conversation. And, and obviously things cost more. We were talking about a, a 1954, a $2,900 mm-hmm. uh, T-Bird. Uh, if you could buy a T-Bird, which we pointed out you can, it wouldn't be $2,900 anymore. So when it comes to planning, Kristen, I mean, this is, I think, one of the most important things when it comes to financial planning right now that a lot of times gets overlooked in the process. I think, I think individuals that are investing are very aware of inflation. They're certainly aware of taxes. I think they're a little more concerned about it right now with all the spending. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of questions about the gold commercials You know, we see on oh, TV yeah. and, and allocating to gold because theoretically it's an inflation hedge. But short term, uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm thinking about things costing more. Fuel is going to affect all those RV sales that we talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's a big deal. Uh, that fuel is going to cost more. So just make sure your portfolio is inflation adjusted. Uh, Fuel isn't likely to cost less in the future. It's probably going to cost more uh, no matter what happens. The things that you want to buy in retirement, you know, take it from something as simple as uh, not just a a gallon of gas, but a gallon of milk or a home. I mean, home prices right now are Mm -hmm. crazy expensive. Try to buy a home right now. I was having a conversation with one of our clients, uh, Jay. He's building a house up in Minnesota right now. And he was lucky to lock in his deal when he did because a neighbor down the street is now building a house and just the lumber cost alone has doubled for that neighbor. And that neighbor signed the contract to build the house six months later. I said, Jay, did you get the price locked in? He said, yeah, thank goodness. I said, well, I guess good for you. You know, you've got instant equity in your house, Mm -hmm. you know, right out of the gate. But um, all of these things are going to impact us all moving forward. And it just has to be a part of the overall financial plan. So understand how much money you need to be successful in retirement. Success to us, like I say all the time, just means maintaining your current standard of living, adjusted for inflation and taxes moving forward. That inflation component being very important because if you you aren't getting more and more income every year out of your portfolio and your portfolio won't support that income the way it's invested, you're going to run into problems further down the road. This is Guarding Your Nest Egg with Mike Lester. Catch up and interact with the show anytime 
at guardingyournestegg.com. Mike Lester is a registered representative of and offers securities through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors. Talent Wealth Management and Retirement Wealth Advisors are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Mike Lester is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Talent Wealth Management, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this radio station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer to only fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors. Florida license number D056341. California license number 0N00828.